Gray Fox. Praise games. you waiting huh hello and welcome to gray fox plays games the video game podcast for people who love trevor phillips in spite of him being trevor phillips yes reading is that what you will uh, join me on the pod today i'm joined by our very own moon presence mr michael carden edwards how you doing son yeah man I'm, <laughs> I'm you know that reminds me of you know those classic simpsons episodes when lisa simpson keeps going on the the show with uh, the news anchor what's he's called ken brockman Kent Brockman, yeah. Yeah, and she's been on it so much that Kent Brockman kept doing his intro. So this is a eight-year-old girl. She just goes, Kent. <laughs> and uh, also joining us on the pod is our very own producer, a man who has completed so many Resident Evil missions, he can rival Hunk himself. John Moles, how are you doing, pal? Producer Moles. I'm good, thank you very much. I'm good. I've noticed there's like a boozy thing going on here. Is this a party? No, 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 no. This is a work event. <laughs> we're, here, we're working so- no. fortunately this is a socially distanced work event yeah very very All good right. very good that we're but- not getting paid for yes but but to make it a party we have a fourth the rotating chair has been filled if you took 844 trophies and a stick of gum and pulled that together <laughs> you know what you'd have you'd have a shitload of platinums and minty fresh breath alex hemming how are you doing my friend hello i'm good thank you thank you for having me on it's nice to be here nice to be in this so party me, it's a good atmosphere me me mike and moles we like to chat about games mm. but we don't actually know that much about games <laughs> so we thought we'd get someone who actually knows about games to talk to us about video games right, no i pressure. don't i know you don't like to blow your own trumpets if you did you'll never leave the house hey! um, <laughs> but you have a lot of trophies. You're a trophy hunter, I'd, I'd say. Yep, that's that's pretty fair. Yeah, I kind of have a mild addiction. Uh, it's been going on for a while now, and it uh, doesn't look like stopping anytime soon. <laughs> like, I, I, I tip my cap to you, sir, and I can imagine as life gets in the way, as Jeff Goldblum once said, <laughs> it gets a little bit harder. But I, I, was, I, was, I, was at a, I had a few friends around, and, and Hemming was there, and we are having drinks, and I mentioned, ah, oh, like, he's in, like, the top, like tw- like 20 Dang. something and you were just like no i'm in the top 20 that was a while ago Trophy back hunt. in my glory days yeah oh my <laughs> god man like do you, is there a rivalry thing it's actually really really nice atmosphere between most people the ones at the top wow. are a bit yeah there's a bit going on there some uh, foul play <laughs> but the rest of them it's a really nice community <laughs> Amazing. Okay, we'll pick your brains about this shit over the, over the pod, but I do want to ask you one question before I turn it back to the, the floor of what is the most obscure trophy you've ever achieved or what's the one you're most proud of? Okay, so the most obscure one, and you'll have to forgive me, I've forgotten the name of the game, which is typical, but it's a game that now is completely broken and it came out completely broken. It was a PS Plus game. Anthem. Anthem. No, it wasn't Anthem. (laughs) But, you know, (laughs) might as well have been. It was like this dungeon crawler, and there was a trophy for killing 100 skeletons. Now, it doesn't sound that hard. There's skeletons everywhere. The problem is the game crashed every 45 seconds or so, so you were lucky to play that game for more than a minute. (laughs) I got that trophy, damn it. It's the only one I've got for that game, but I got that trophy. 
holy shit yeah. well there we go so well, lads, I, have a, I have a question oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, the, to the man on the right what's the what's the hardest trophy you've ever earned that one i feel a bit cheap with it because i anthem. did no it's not anthem it's not anthem it's the dead space 2 hardcore run where you have to do the whole game without dying no saves i think there's actually you may be able to have like two saves throughout the entire game but i managed to do that hardest difficulty two deaths managed to get it how many attempts did it take oh christ well you the first save there's sort of strategies for this and you weren't meant to make a save until three or four hours into the run and that took about maybe half a dozen runs before i reached that first save point so yes that's That's dedication Uh, there's got to be a rocky montage out there somewhere of you just like (laughs) going through it you know take it to the limit (laughs) he's wiping sweat off his brow unemployment letters are being sent his way (laughs) police are turning up no one's seen him for days he's got a ticking (laughs) ticking counter of hours in the corner yes let's make oh man man are you willing to do it again (laughs) willing to do it again yeah Um, i need this montage sure why not let's give it a go (laughs) maybe i'll be better at it what's the trophy that you are like regardless of difficulty Mm. the one that was like the two questions that's right another question what's the one that you that you're the most proud of and what one was the funnest oh man well loads of them are fun so that's kind of hard because i can't really narrow that down to just one but i always find that i get i i always find that there are trophies that i'll get when i'm just having fun Mm. And then a trophy will pop and I'm like, I have no idea what that was. And I'll click it and it'll be like, you know, disembowel 15,000, you know, hordes in Diablo 3. And it's like, excellent. I've done 15,000 of that. Brilliant. <laughs> and you're like, you don't, you don't, you ain't paying attention to it, bro. But there it is. Okay. What the one you're most proud of when you look back, when you're a wizened old man in a chair and you look back at your career, um, hmm. what would you, what would you look back and go? Yeah, man, that was that, that, that's me there. The, I'm happy with that. Yeah. The one that I'd be the most proud of would probably be the Catherine uh, beating the Babel stages. So I don't know if any of you guys have played Catherine. No. So it's, nope. it's uh, like a... You're not mate. serious gamers, Hemming. Oh, Remember I apologize. This, okay? <laughs> Unless you Assassin's Creed, Creed, Far Cry, or f***ing Marvel's Avengers. Ooh. Yeah. We ain't interested. Oh, dear. Hey, 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 hey. We like Resident Evil as well. Oh yeah, sorry. there you go. I'm, I'm down with Resident Evil. Um, have you you heard of Persona, <laughs> the series Persona? Yeah, of course, yeah. So yeah, Catherine, get Mikey started. He, he loves Japanese Japanese role playing games, mate. Skip, 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 okay. skip this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, Don't set him off. It's a spin-off game of that. It's a puzzle game where. Hang on, wait a second. Oh, I dear. absolutely, absolutely did say that Persona Five was was good. Okay, I enjoyed that game. <laughs> I'm going to step away right. from this for a moment. Did you not like it, Hemming? No, I loved it, but I'm going to leave you two to ha- you three to. Hash I thought this out. that game was good. There was nothing wrong with that game, but I don't need to know about. Yeah, it was um, the game that I hated was uh, the one. Um, oh, Xenoblade wasn't it? Xenoblade Chronicles Two is the worst video game there has ever been. Okay. Xenoblade Chronicles 1 is a fine piece of video gaming history. Number two needs to be put into the chipper, yeah? Into the chipper to be chipped away <laughs> and then sent to the mining <laughs> ducts of Slough, never to be seen again, yeah? Disclaimer to people of Slough, we really like you. Love the but we're sending you several thousand free copies of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. <laughs> yeah, that's how much we like you, really. I've, I've never okay, played sorry. one. 
sorry, Hamming, can uh, c- continue. No, it's okay. Uh, so it's it's a spin-off of that because that's a whole universe thing. Um, and it's a puzzle game where in your sleep, men who are being mistreating their wives end up being it's very J- killed. J- 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 yeah, J- it's it? very JRP. It, except for it's a puzzle game. You're climbing They're this tower. porn for no reason. It doesn't actually have that, but it actually, no. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> the platinum for that involved you beating these Babel Towers, which were bonus towers at the end they had to climb to the very top of. And the last one is just horrendous. It's horrific. And I finally managed to do that the be- the easiest way to do it is two players. So I had two controllers on the go as I was like going up this tower, and that yeah, that was amazing. Wow, wow! We we will come. We will check in on trophy runnage uh, throughout throughout this pod. But but heavy welcome, Hazar. I feel like we should do like a Wolf of Wall Street. One of us, one of us. There you go. Two. Well, I have to ask a question, Flint. Sorry to take over from the old, you know, the duties here. But like, what have you been playing, Hemming? Ooh, uh, well, I want to know what a man such as yourself. And that, though, there's two questions. Again, I, I ask a question and I think straight away of another question because I have two questions actually to hand. All right, two questions. Because obviously pretty much most people I find when it comes to video games, you have your casual game, which you just turn on when you want to just basically play something, right? And then you have your your game that you're, that you're sticking into. Maybe the game attention. that you're... The game that you, yeah, mm-hmm. you know you can't no, really no podcasting this. on in the background for this one. No, 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 exactly. Yeah. This is a game when you're like, right, I've got an hour, right, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna concentrate. Mm. Wait, what, what, what's your, what's your two games you got, bro? So at the moment, I've kind of been living about ten years ago. So I've been playing Dragon's Dogma. So the game that I'm really putting the time into is Dragon's Dogma: Dark Arisen, and I loved that game when it came out back on the PS3. I love the fact that it has fast travel now, which it didn't have yeah. in the original. Yeah. This is great. I, I love that game. I'm just having so much fun getting back into that world and really digging my teeth into it. Uh, and what, what platform are you playing on? PS5. Ah, okay. Yeah. I, I've impl- I've, um, I, w- I bought it for the Switch when it came out for the Switch, and I had it for the, uh, I had it for the PS4 when it came out for that, and the... Xbox 360. I, I think I've bought this game three times, which is a little bit <laughs> various. Um, it's a good game, man. It's, it's a really, really good game. And like playing on the Switch is a joy. I have to say, it's one of those games where it's like, yeah, man. It reminds me when I when I bought Dark Souls for the Switch, and I was like, I never think I never I, th- I never thought I could play this game whilst on the toilet, and here I am. And um, there <laughs> I am. You know, it's the right place to be. Pawns, you know, I'm, uh, you know, and I'm like, you know, browsing pawns on the on the on the blog, isn't it? nice. Um, but no, Dragon's Dogma is a great game, man. What, like, happy to hear it get a shout out. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Definitely underrated, uh, or at least a hidden gem because not enough people talk about it. Have you have you seen like there's a huge like Dragon's Dogma online community because it, it's it's an MMO which is only released in in Japan. I want to say Japan I or China, and it's like a massive online thing. Yeah, and uh, there's been rumors of it coming uh to the to like you know this side of the world for a long time apparently it's incredible if that ever comes over here i'll have to check it out i saw the anime which was yeah not great on netflix so so eh Mm, very much so yeah not worth what's your what's your what's your turn your brain off um you know chill out so the turn the brain off is on the switch at the moment so that's the one that i like to go to when i'm just going to chill out i usually just get the switch be on handheld mode bum out on the sofa uh, I've been playing Pokemon uh, Shining Pearl, so that's always yeah. just a nice, relaxing time. Mm. You don't really need to think about I'm a, it. You jump in. I'm, I'm a brilliant diamond man myself. Ah. Yeah. Well, we can, we can, <laughs> we can maybe, talk. Maybe we, we can, can talk. Uh, 
Maybe we can talk, yeah? Maybe we can sort some of them Pokemons. Yeah. I'll, I'll get a room. God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, chap. So before we kick on the news, as you know, Mikey kicked us off in the festivities there, I kind of like the whole bit of pop culture. Talk a bit about what you're playing, uh, what you're watching, what you might be reading as well. So I'm going to go to producer Jonathan Moles. Pick something. Tell us what you've been watching, reading, or playing. Well, I've, I've been watching recently. I've been Netflix binging. As per usual. So I finished Witcher season two. I finished you season three. I think it was. Red. Uh, yeah. No, it's just, yeah. Is it worth investing? I've never gone into it. No. And a lot of people talk about it and they basically say it's Dennis from always sunny in Philadelphia meets Dexter. And I was like, that sounds like a really good combination of stuff. The, but the, then your faces suggest it, otherwise. It's lost the its first season. season is is good, right? The yeah, first season it's lost was its intriguing. Way. It's lost its way. Now it's just trying too hard for the all-out shock factor. I think season three. But it's just got more and more zany. I would suggest it's it, more and it more is. like what? Yeah, and uh, I've started Cobra Kai. So yeah, that's me. That's Wait, what when you say. Yeah. Started it. I, like Se- season one? Season, season. What season are we on now? Four. Season four. Yeah. Yeah, I'm only a couple of episodes in, so no spoilers, please. But yeah, I haven't yeah. been playing much, I'm afraid. Terrible. I should go sit in the corner and hang my head in shame. Hey, that's why we do the, the watching and reading as well. Mr. Michael Carden-Edwards, what has been gracing your screens recently, brother? Okay, so... <laughs> what, what's the game, boys and girls? That was some really good music you made up on the spot and didn't have to pay any license fees for there, Mikey. That was that was beautiful. Yeah, that was. Uh, that, I mean, that was... We got to go. We got to go with our trophy trophy hunter man. Who? What is it? I mean, that's a Nintendo game, so it doesn't have any trophies. But that's Ocarina of Time, right? <laughs> Ocarina of Time, my friend. So, um, right. I know. We, I think we're covering this later on. Like Banjo Kazooie is coming out on Switch tomorrow, as of the recording of this. In, in in anticipation, I've got Nintendo Switch Online Plus, whatever the hell it's called. And yeah, man, I've been like, yo, wait a second. Altered Beast for the Mega Drive? Yes, oh, please. Yeah, they had that's right. Sega, didn't they? They stuck all the Yeah, man. On there. Streets oh. of Rage 2. Hello. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Strider. Restar. Mate, I've been banging through all them old Mega Drive games. It's been wonderful. Dynamite Heady. Hello. Oh, um, my God. And, Is it uh, streaming or download? Download, man. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah, great. And there's... Tiny game. There's, and it's great because it's like proper emulation, right? So it's like I can create save states and everything. Wonderful. Um, and yeah, man. And then on the flip side of that, Super Mario 64, which controls like ass, <laughs> like a pile of ass plugged in to a battery made of ass. It's all- uh, Sounds like a lot wow. of ass. <laughs> wow, that's a horrible amount of ass. Jesus Christ. Is I, that I an ass there- that you remember in the past that you don't want to go back to because you realize it's a bunch of ass now? <laughs> Look, it's still Mario 64, right? I still, you know, I'm still... I, it took me about a minute and I was like, oh, yeah, they're the controls, right? I'm in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, camera work is incredibly shod. Sh- shod town is what it is. Um, but yeah, man. And then I was like, wait a second. Ocarina of Time? Ocarina of Time? Yes, me. And I was crack- cracked out the Ocarina of Time. But all that is forgotten because... Um, whilst I've also been having a little goose on Brilliant Diamond, I've also been I've been cracking on actually. My my game that I've been, you know, a little bit of concentration station, here we go, is been Dragon Quest Eleven, man. I'm still I'm still go I'm still cooking on the gas of that bad boy. Um I love that game. I love Dragon Quest Eleven. It's a, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful game. 
Can't stress to you boys, if you haven't played it, play it. I know you've played it, Heming, right? Oh yeah, I am I am echoing Mike 100 percent on this. Play Mate, it. It's, it's amazing. It's so good. It's so, so good. Um, but no, man, tomorrow, like I said, Banjo Kazooie's out, and I will not play another game until that game is then I see the credits. All right. Oh, and, yes. and when I say credits, I mean a credits of a hundred percent run. Okay. Now the one I'm dis- the one I'm worried about, and I'm sorry I'm coming, I'm I'm jumping ahead, is that there's it's the Nintendo version of the game yeah, in the xbox right. version of the game right now there's a big difference between those two versions of the game right and hemming's nodding his head he knows what i'm talking about in the in the in the xbox version of the game when you go into a world like click Clockwood, or when you go into rusty bucket bay or when you go into treasure trove cove right you have to collect 100 notes right you use notes to unlock doors to get further through grontilda's lair ah that's fine all good in the xbox version of the game when you die the notes that you've collected remain the notes you've collected yeah, in every level. Right. So you haven't, like, you haven't got to go and collect the note again if you die halfway through. In the, in the original N64 version of this game, right, the, 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 the notes, yeah, the notes come back you, die. you don't get them all. Yeah? So you basically get a high score on each level every time you, try, every time you go to it. So to get 100 of the fuckers, you've got to complete the level in one go. Now, there is a massive issue with this. Most levels, it's fine. Most levels... You, you can probably do it. Your mad monster mansions of the world. You're just going to sail through it and have a good old time. There is one. There is one. There is one level where we're, we're having a bad time, boys, and that is Rusty Bucket Bay, because that level has one jiggy, which is in the freaking propellers, which is the hardest jiggy ever. And the notes on that no, when you we'll go into there. basically the boiler room, mate. It's game over because the pipes move around. You've got very little control over how you're jumping, and and if you and if you get the jump wrong, it's insta death. Yeah, insta death. And the worst thing is to get through the entire run, you've got to go and press a button in the boiler room, which gives you like twenty seconds or whatever it is. It's a little bit longer than twenty seconds, but you know, you you, you catch my drift. Ain't very long to get back through that boiler room because the propellers now stopped. Go outside the ship, remember where the propeller is, go through the water, which by the way also kills you because it's oily water, go all the way down, get the freaking jiggy, come back to the surface, and you've got to do that to be able to get the 100-note challenge, I think. It's a minefield, mate. I'm having sleepless nights thinking about this freaking, this particular jiggy and getting a 100-note run on that on that rusty open, bucket, mate, when, it, when it happens. Oh, man, it's killing me. It's killing my brain. <laughs> wow. Thank God I ain't got trophies in Nintendo Switch, bro. Thank God. <laughs> well, I have to say, that sounds like a, a, a pilgrimage and uh, best of luck to you, sir. Uh, I've also, mm. feels like, of course, I've got the set here. I've been switching a little bit as well. Over the last uh, couple of weeks, I've been off on paternity. I had a son. Um, congratulations to my wife for doing all the hard work. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, to go with, uh, everyone knows the Batman rule, if it's not talking about Batman and not interested, so I named my son Robin. Um, and I've been managed to, I've been doing a handheld mode in Hades. Never completed that game. Never done a run to the end. I am getting closer now. I am consistently beating most of my furies getting through there. My boons are getting better and better, and I'm starting to find a nice rhythm to it. Really, really loving it. I can't remember why I put it down last time. I think it was just a... I, I, I can't beat this game. It's too hard. I can see there's a God mode and I'm really tempted to click it, but a little part of me, see Heavy's face completely went from really nice guy to f-ing stone cold serial killer. Man, I do not do that. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to, I haven't got there yet. I've actually been playing it a little bit myself and I let it go for a while. I need to get back to it. Have you got past the boss? That's the, uh, the champion and the minotaur. Cause I can't, I can't beat them. No, that's about where I am. Man, at the you, moment, I, so. 
I can't beat that's man about over what, here. About 25, 30 minutes in, is yeah, yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Your man over here has completed Hades at least four times. Yeah, at least four times. Minotaur and the dude, piece of piss, man. Come on. Come on, boys. Yeah. Come on, boys. Get better. Yeah. I need to. Get I, keep, need to I get keep, keep getting lots of reflect. See, I'm only good at those games when I'm OP to the max. So I am basically, I think I'm on something like 50 runs in and I just keep going to the mirror and going, how many more things before I can die and come back with more health? Right. I'm going to do that <laughs> as much as humanly possible. But really enjoying that. Absolutely loving it. Just that curiosity. What is your weapon of choice when you do a run through Hades? I'm really loving the gun and bazooka thing at the moment. Ooh, I haven't unlocked the gun the and shield, bazooka yet. The shield, the shield is the only option here. The shield is the is the the shield is the best thing in the world. Everyone bow down to the shield. Okay, I need to <laughs> learn how to use that because I've have a bad time when I have the shield. For me, the best one so far that I'm the furthest I can get through is with a bow and arrow. That is the best for me so far. The bow and arrow is good. It's no shield. I think I think it's got a good range. Yeah, it's just like the shield. Just get get get, get the shield. Need to get good. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, been been absolutely trying to trying my best with Hades, and also just, just um, on that note. Sorry, like I've got a friend sorry. of mine that has has been playing uh, a lot of Hades as well, and uh, he was having similar issues where he was like, I, I ain't, I, I'm getting to a point and I can't break through. I said to him, Brov, crack out the shield, yeah, crack out the shield, because the B the, or the circle, whatever, whatever your controller of choice. Uh, no, A actually on switch. That's the one on the left hand side. You're that, you know that button. That button is through the shield. Yeah, that absolute crunch fest. If you combine it Boon with it like up, right. Doom as well, Doom is like the most OP thing on the game. Essentially, it's great. Um, also, dash. Make sure you absolutely upgrade your dash to do loads of cool shit as well. Yeah, the shield is the one, man. Wow, dash Doom shield. Right. Yeah, you do. There we go. I will. I will report back uh, from that. But also, why? You know, it's new baby. Baby cries a lot. Sometimes I have to do the thing where I'm walking the floorboards, holding the little man, and um, I've been uh, having an audible on in the background. When I say in the background, with headphones on, so it looks like my son that's crying is actually doing Sandman back to me. So when I'm just rocking it back and forth and look down, I I hear James McCory's voice just going, "I must consume souls." <laughs> I'm just like, "Yeah, it's pretty cool." If you haven't read or listen to Sandman in any form. It, and it follows the Batman rule. Every now and again, they'll talk a bit about Gotham and I'll talk about something. Oh, 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 maybe Batman's going to shut. Um, so I continue listening to it. Anyway, chaps, 22 minutes of intro, but damn good intros. I think it's fair to say that the Fox is in session. Let's talk about what has been going on in the world of video games because I think it's fair to say that the biggest announcement in the history of video games, up until the next announcement anyway, happened over the last 24 hours. Microsoft have acquired Activision. John Moles, as our good producer, you have actually been doing a bit of reading up on the subject. What's the actual amount? What's the, like? We're just going, holy shit, Activision! But what's actually happened and what's the timescales of this? Well, that, well timescales, who knows what's going to happen with the timescales. It's going to take a, long, a fair amount of time. It's got to go through the courts and all the processes, etc. Etc. But we're talking sixty-eight point seven billion dollars. What have we got? <laughs> yeah, it is a shit ton of money, and and it's all cash. It's just they found it somewhere in a filing cabinet. Here we go. Let's go buy Activision. Just, yeah, immense amount wow. of money. Oh wait a minute. Sorry. Yes, as per the rules of the last podcast, Activision. You Activision is their their new name. Uh, do we still call them that? Actually, yes. Until they fire the douchebags in that company, there are still 
formerly known and presently known as Activision, f*** you Activision, until those changes come in. But Mikey, you texted us last night saying, guys, like, check this out. It's it's actually happening. That back catalogue, that, I mean, it, before the acquisition, there were what, top top three in the top three game publishers? Surely. Like, they've got Candy Crush, Call of Duty, not to mention the uh, all the other IP that they make, but those two in particular are massive household names. World of Warcraft, Overwatch, oh. Diablo. Like, <laughs> yeah, just just well, Jackson's at home right now, just going. He, he's not talking about Warcraft. Is he? Got, is he going to mention Warcraft? <laughs> Man, it's it's absolutely insane. So, you know, there's hundreds of podcasts right now that are absolutely blowing the shit out of this in terms of direction, things that go. I want to focus this conversation over what we think that means for the games industry. One, what we think this means about what the competitors might do in this space, i.e. PlayStation or your Nintendos of the world of this. Actually, let's, let's start with a broad thing. Quick fire round around the around the table. Is this a good thing? I'll start with Henning. <sighs> Quick fire. Mm, yes? Question mark? <laughs> I love it. Mikey? Uh, no, it's not a good thing. It's a dreadful thing. Moles? I'm going to go with no. Time will tell if it's. Good I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to go with the side of yes as a consumer, but maybe because I'm in, I'm being ignorant and being like, no, it's great. I get all my stuff under one sun. The people are like, actually, Adam, don't you understand the competition's healthy? And if that means if they're competitive, if the market's getting too competitive, then the games industry is not going to be able to produce studios. It's going to make games. It's going to make you want to buy. You know, if you go so. Yes, there's a there's a lot to unpack here. So I'm going to ask Mikey, like, why do you think this is bad, and like, what's the kind of things that drive you to make make that conclusion? Monopoly. Yeah, I could suck at that game. Dude, that's that's yeah. the worst. That's the word, right? It's the fact of the matter is, is that um, right now we're in a really good spot for consumers. You can either have. Uh, we know that PlayStation and Sony have been ruling the roost, as it were, for quite some time. They 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 won the last console war, if you will, with the PS4 versus the Xbox Megawatt. I have no idea what it was called, so whatever. <laughs> uh, and that's exactly it. They won that last one, so who knows? Um, and um, you know, the big Sony have their method of releasing big budget, big thrills games. Your Spider Man's, your God of Wars, your Horizon Zero Dawn's, etc. That are great. Your Gran Turismo's. And Microsoft really were paling into a little bit of insignificance. The luster of your um, Gears of War, for example, all, all but lost, essentially. You know, the the, the browns and greys of, of Xbox 360, high town, chest high wall, here, let's go, you know, time is, ain't, ain't really a thing anymore, bruv. And they kind of lost their way a bit with it. Um, Forza Horizon has been their biggest thing. That combined with maybe the mainline Forza games to a degree, Halo pretty much been in an, an, an anonymity, can't say that word, for quite some time. Um, Xbox have been getting serious uh, barbs, essentially, over the fact that, yes, yeah, great, where's your games? Yeah. And so their response was, well, actually, we have all of the games if you buy Games Pass. And actually, all of our first-party titles, like your Halo 5s, like your brand-new Gears of Wars, etc., they will be on Game Pass. And here we go. By the way, it's like, how much is Game Pass? Like 10 or 15 quid, something mad like that? Yeah. Uh, or, like, like, if you're a new person, you can get, like, a quid for, like, three months or something. Dude, it's suspiciously s- cheap is the, is the answer, right? Now, yeah. the thing right now is, is that, you know, when they bought Bethesda, 
it's like oh no but all of the all of the games that are currently out on the playstation and uh, they'll still be there don't worry and then it's like oh but wait then the, the next games that come out yeah we're only going to be on xbox brilliant that's great for video games fans isn't it yeah. um, even definitely and it's like I, 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 i'm i'm aware of the hypocrisy i'm aware of the hypocrisy being a sony person i'm aware that oh look ha, we have god of war you don't haha you know kicking sand in your face chumps I get it, right? I understand that completely. The issue is now is that the by also having all of these guys, your Call of Duties and stuff like that, and by understanding like Warzone is going to remain cross-play or uh, cr- uh, on both consoles, but probably your mainline Call of Duties are going to be on the Xbox. Sorry, everyone else, you suck. Now, Nintendo get away with it because they are in a different industrial together basically they have their own separate set of fanboys their own genre of games they make games their IP. Look, it's their stuff it's their tool it's their stuff it's their, you know what i mean they their don't really chest. need exactly they don't really need to get involved with all the other nonsense right the thing is is that the biggest the best thing to hit the gaming industry for quite some time has been game pass it's been running at a massive loss. That's the problem for Microsoft. Netflix. So, Everyone calls it the Netflix of games, right? And Netflix ran at a massive loss. And now look what happens with Netflix. Ago. But now look what happens with Netflix. I have a Netflix account, an Amazon Prime account, and a Disney Plus account. And it's like, and an HBO Max account. And it's like, brilliant. I now pay for four fucking streaming services. And now I'm going to sit there and it ain't going to be today. It ain't going to be tomorrow. It ain't going to be me even, even next year. But games, Game Pass price will go up. That's the facts. It will Later go up day, to pay pass for because, <laughs> right? The fact of the matter is, right? If you look at every single streaming deal in history, in history, reducing the price of a streaming service adoption. does not, never in the history of streaming services, does it equate to more subscribers. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Same with any subscription product, right? It's like the, the, it's that short-term growth that shows a lovely hockey stick graph for stakeholders to go, hey, the, look the, at this the, growth the we've short, done, but it's not retainable. The short-term, they, growth comes, the short-term growth comes from free trials and free subs and the quid for three months of Game Pass and stuff like that. Reducing the price doesn't equal more customers. It never has done. Increasing the price, on the other hand, I always feel like there's a limit in people's heads when it comes to monthly subscriptions. And I kind of feel like, you know, a tenner, I'll, t- I'll pay a tenner. What's a tenner? Who's a tenner? As soon as I'm getting over 15 quid, I'm starting to... 15 you go, oh, I better cancel that. <laughs> do, I, do I really want that? I yeah. just think that with this acquisition, um, you are not allowing games which have historically been everywhere to be played everywhere anymore. You are really making it... Certainly make it difficult for consumers anyway with the fact that they have some of the best games around locked into their system. Nintendo do the same thing, but you kind of understand it because it's Nintendo. Now we've got another part of it, but it's not just that. They've brought in the biggest freaking publishers around, like Bethesda mm. and Activision, who also, by the way, like Bethesda, um, Activision went and bought Blizzard ages ago, right? So it's like, you, it's, you've you just got these massive companies now. It's like, well, where are the little guys going to go now? What's going to happen to all those guys? Like, I don't know. It just feels like a massive monopoly. It feels like the market is just going to be crushed for a while. And as a consumer... Like, what do I moan about on this pod every single time we do a pod? I, I moan about 
triple a sandbox games with a million checkpoints and markers and just nonsense shit like that where it's the game is designed around you having to basically utilize microtransactions or skins or whatever to get another dopamine hit or some kind of wanky live system where it's like here's your battle chest ho ho and it's like you've got two very obvious progress bars one for peasants who don't pay and the other one for glory hounds who do pay and look at all this cool shit they get like, I just feel like as we go on, it's just going to become more of that because Microsoft now have to aggressively go and make... Monetize it somehow to get... How much? 50, 60 billion back? And it's like, well, they, that's gonna, they're going to get that back from somewhere. And the issue is, is that some of these games that people love, people now don't have a choice to go anywhere else. Hmm. You know what I mean? I, there's something very sinister about it, and I just don't like it, essentially. It's interesting you say that. For a I long think, time, sorry. That's why it's all good. I think when it comes to... The accessibility thing, you're right. Like it's got to suck. Some it's got to suck for someone at some point, unless you you're willing to stump up the coffers. And the point of entry for a lot of people is not going to be a oh well, it's just spending extra ten. It's actually going to be spending an extra two hundred and fifty quid purchasing a console to be able to access these games. And I kind of liken this to back in the days when I covered film and the the talk about Disney Plus and when the Fox acquisition happened. Now. As a purist of loving film, I hated it because I was like, oh, man, like I feel sorry for cinemas because cinemas that used to get lots of money at Halloween playing a rerun of Alien, they're not going to be allowed to do it anymore because Disney's going to say, no, fuck off, we're going to stick it on Disney Plus at some point and everything else. As a Marvel fan, <laughs> I was so happy because we got lots of amazing content bespokely made for Disney Plus for the TV shows and stuff like that. I think it's one of those things where it's like if you're already in the club, you are high-fiving and being like, hey, look at all these different franchises we are now being able to stake a claim to. Uh, if you're not in the club, then it's it's kind of like, a, is this going to make me get Game Pass anymore? Probably not. I was already f***ing sold to want to get Game Pass. Like We've all, we've all said on this podcast in previous episodes, man, like, our Game Pass is incredible. Um, but it does suck in terms of, I agree with you, in terms of like beloved franchises. Some of these are mascots of the Sony PlayStation, by the way. Hemming, oh, correct me on this. God. Uh, you're, you're right. Crash yeah. Bandicoot, like a uh, Activision. But, uh, mm-hmm. Crash Bandicoot and Spyro are now both owned by Microsoft. Crash Bandicoot is a rug on Bill Gates' carpet, just on his floor in his office. He's got the head of Spyro <laughs> on the wall, Crash on the floor. <sighs> yeah, that, that's what makes me sad. But those IPs anyway, they weren't doing a huge amount with and... Uh, Oh, Crash just started getting his getting his groove back. Yeah, it's about time it was all right. It was okay. It was all right. I mean, I mean, the reignite, the reignite, the insane reignite, whatever you want to call the it, trilogy the, the trilogy that was remade. And I went on the pilgrimage of I played you twenty one years ago, and I will play you again, and I can't wait to meet you again in twenty one years time. <laughs> yeah, that that's fantastic. But I'll humbly suggest this in the good column. Not that it's a competition because who knows who the winner will be. But what will happen is that. Uh, Microsoft will do that. Oh, uh, yeah! You ever watch Parks and Recreation? Yeah. Yeah. There's a season where they take two, two. I don't know what you call them, like departments, and all have the same job, and they have to job share for a little bit, and eventually some of them go. Oh That's inevitably <laughs> going to happen at Activision, <laughs> your Activision, and Microsoft, right? Like, there's going to be a clash. There will be. Hopefully, they'll get rid of a lot of the scum that's in that company and everything else. You know, go read about all that sort of stuff if you're not understand what we're talking about. But inevitably, there will be 
creative people that will leave. There'll be people that get told, you know what, I was working on the next big thing, but I've been told I've got to do multiplayer for Forza or something, you know, i.e. what's kind of happening in PlayStation as well, to be fair. These people go away and they, the good ones, they go fund and start new game companies. And then all of a sudden we get your companies like Toys for Bob and stuff like that. Although I am fully aware they got acquired by Activision and now back in Microsoft. (laughs) But my point is, is that, I'm hoping that there will be a all of a sudden these amazing little independent studios pop up of ex Activision employees, the good ones, and ex like Bethesda people and everything else off of that. Um, so that's something to look forward to. I'm hoping, but the the prospect of Game Pass having the Activision back catalog on there is amazing. If you're in the club and out of the club, you've got to be worrying a little bit. I will go to out of the club in a minute, but Henry, I just want to hear your thoughts and, and Moles before we go into like PlayStation and how they react. Yeah, I, I think that, as I said, it was yes with a question mark. Because like you say, for the consumer, to be able to get that entire back catalogue of, well, you know what's going to happen. This E3 season, this summer, Xbox is just going to explode. You it's know. no E3 oh, this year. Well, whatever the season is, they'll still... Uh, oh, sorry, it's going to be virtual. It's not going to be an in- in-place thing. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, go. yeah. Whatever they do this year where they announce all the games, Xbox is just going to be like, and here's the new Call of Duty exclusive to Xbox. And by the way, right now you can play every COD game ever on Games Pass. They'll be doing stuff like that, and it will get a lot of buzz. I did just realize that as well, they've cornered the shooter market, haven't they? The FPS market now. They've got COD... They've got Halo, Killzone's not a thing, so PlayStation don't have that. Battlefield this year was... was Doom. They've got Doom. Doom. I think it it hasn't quite hit yet. When these games get announced as Xbox exclusives, that's when it's going to hit. And I'm going to realize, oh, actually, yeah. Um, Because at the moment, as Mike mentioned earlier, Xbox haven't got any games that they've announced, really. I was having a look at their lineup for this year. Starfield... Is their is their trump card for this year, and I've got a feeling that's going to get delayed. That's delayed, mate. There, if we we have seen no nothing chance. other than sizzle roll, yeah, 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 absolutely. I think what will be interesting is that the game of the year list. I essentially think that the future of games for the foreseeable future will probably be game of the year spot number one is probably going to be a Sony first person party title, whether that's your God of War, your Horizon, whatever they. PlayStation probably still make pound for pound the best individual blockbuster game, but spots two to 10 with the exception of if breath of the wild two comes out, it's probably going to be all Microsoft. It's kind of like the, the everything else console, if that makes sense. There's something about it where you're, um, as, as we talked about kind of Sony won the war last, last generation, right? That was the whole thing. And it was based around Sony went, did a huge deal about buying smaller studios and giving them more of a platform to yeah. to, to basically giving them the the grunt of of, of Sony to a degree. Right? There's obviously yeah, and, and maybe, what you, you got there's, the a, there's a lot. Of, of, you got God of War, all this great stuff. Yeah, but there's a, there's a lot of nuance to that, which I'm not going to go into. I'm just going to broad strokes. Right, what I find grubby about the whole thing is that um, Microsoft have gone. It's the Michael Jordan moment, and I took that personally. You know, yeah. whilst drinking, whilst drinking a whiskey, and then going, just getting out the checkbook and going, we're just going to buy yeah. everyone. Then basically, fuck you. And it's like, all right, brilliant. That's that's yeah. fair, isn't it? That that that's that's great for everyone involved. Brilliant. And it's like, and the, the worst thing about it is, and it's like, I, I'm I'm reticent to mention this on on this pod, um, but 
I think it has to be said at some point. The uh, the 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 CEO Bobby Kotick. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I hate hearing El his name. Scumbag Galore, the guy that's basically been running rampant for God knows how many years, unchecked. Yeah, go and Google him. Go and read all the horrible things he's been doing. Um, this guy basically gets one last giant reward out of this. You know, he gets Is to he be involved in a massive taker. Oh, you know he's getting. He's not allowed to. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He will be in. He will be leaving after the the, the takeover is one hundred percent done. Absolutely, he will not so be there. At this point going onwards, forward, he's probably not working. Right, he's probably sunning himself on a beach somewhere, waiting to be told to come in to get his laptop and say goodbye. Basically, but like you say, the it's man be a has big been. Payout. The man has been a scumbag for like the last 20, 30 years and now he's getting a lot of reward out of it. And now he doesn't even have to be in the public eye at all. He can go retire to a beach and go, ha, being a scumbag pays off. And it's like, brilliant. That's a great message to everyone. Thanks, everyone. And it's just like, again, it's just, nah, the whole message behind this is just full of grub and disgustingness and and sleaze. Reminds me of the Tories, actually. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a direct link, but I want to hear Jonathan Moles' views as well before we, we move on. I, I think it's pretty much been covered already, boys. It's like, I don't know. It's like, how, how can you compete with a company the size of Microsoft? And I put it into perspective. They're the second biggest company in the world. Okay. 2.2 trillion, 2.2 trillion dollars. Okay. <laughs> Whereas Sony, just bear with, because I have I've got a hundred top com- companies in the world. Okay, Microsoft number two, Apple number one. Right, Sony. Hold on a minute, I've just got to scroll down the list. Um, okay, they're they're ninety one. Yeah, I, 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 quick maths is like they would have to do forty four Spider Man No Way Homes to get the revenue required. Uh, if, wow. Assuming the revenue is the same from Spider Man No Way Home being one point whatever billion, one point six billion, to equate the amount that Microsoft have just dropped on buying one studio. This is it. It's, <laughs> it, it's scary times because, like it's been mentioned, it's like, well, is everything just going to end up being Microsoft exclusive? And, you know, you've got anti-competition laws and all that that's got to get through. Basically, they're going to end up being a I mean, monopoly. These, these rules don't actually apply, though, right? Because even if they do, they'll find a way to worm their way around it. This is, this is going to happen. I, oh, I think that's absolutely yeah. clear it's got to happen. Yeah, so let's, let's, let's move on then, lad. So you're Sony. What do you do? Do you rely on Project Spartacus to save you or do you do other things on top of this? It's a tough one, right? Well, as you said, Sony don't exactly have the bottomless pit of cash that Microsoft do, right? So if I'm if I'm Sony and by that point, by this point you've got you've got pretty much the serious gamers market, right? I would suggest your enthusiasts have probably gone to Sony over the last console generation. Xbox have done a masterful job of appealing to the casual gamer because of Game Pass. Um, you people that are, you know, serious about video games and want to play those big blockbusters, you know, the, the, the big bad booty daddies that, that Sony release, uh, you know, they're going to already be there. So now I feel like you're going to have to appeal to them somehow. I don't know how you're going to do that. Continue buying studios like your, is it House Marquee, the Returnal guys? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. continue getting good talent like that. Um, but you need but share price of, moving the, acquisitions as well, right? 
but this then you then you kind of think well how what what's you, you're going to need something big in there because this has been Sony's strategy for quite some time and whether Project Spartius comes to comes to light or not I am at the point where it's like well from a personal perspective Project Spartacus rocks up and it's like excellent I now have a game pass that of of my own I can use and I'm like ah but it doesn't have any of the games I would actually like to play on it. Mm. Cool. Saying that, and so it's like, there's another news item that ties into that Spartacus piece. Sorry to interrupt you. Is that uh, last week PlayStation filed a bunch of patents specifically on backwards capabilities, and also at that particular moment in time, the PlayStation Store on the PS5, for whatever reason, was having on the product pages for specific PS3 games, which were not available on PS Now, started having prices appearing. Now, a lot of people put two and two together, maybe the tinfoil hats on, saying that this means that the back catalogue for the PS3 is actually going to be available for Project Spartacus as that come in. So your point about, you know, it's, has this got all the games that make it worth to ship consoles for or cough up more coffers for? Again, the PlayStation 3 back catalogue, great. It's a load of browns and greys and poor running games for the most part. The PS3 was a very forgettable experience for the most part outside of some big hitters, I would suggest. Um, For me, I feel like they're going to have to go bold or kind of go home a little bit. And like, look, they're not going to go and acquire EA. That would be like, if if they teamed up with EA, that's basically their bread and butter because ultimate team goes and makes 70 billion every month anyway so you know that would be the dream you've got uh take two um the guys you know they that they have quite a couple of good ips to their name you know um that'd be interesting they need to i don't think sony are in the position to go and buy someone but then again i ain't no lawyer bro i ain't got a clue what they've been doing i don't know how much money they've got i'm not an accountant so I feel like some kind of buddying up system makes sense. They've already um, I feel like that kind is... of started that, haven't they? Because like they've got a really good relationship yeah. now with Square Enix. Final Fantasy 16 is meant to be an exclusive. Oh, you mean the guys that made um, Marvel Avengers? That that huge hit. <laughs> Welcome, Hemming. We've been waiting for you. <laughs> Come join me. Oh, you, no. can be you, you can be player two. Can I? In the world. It was on PS Now for a while and I tried it and thought, this is bad. And I stopped. Right, so <laughs> let's let's pause for it. Let's let's go back to the Project Sparkers yeah. conversation for a second. I know we spoke about it briefly last time, but now knowing what we know now, what do we think Project Spartacus actually is? Well, it, it's it's going to be their version of Game Pass, absolutely. And if they want it to even have a chance, it's got to include the PS1 and PS2 back catalog as well it can't just be ps3 because like mikey said that catalog is unforgettable and the ones that people like from that catalog they've already made remakes and remasters and brought them over to your your god of war threes for example yeah and and your uncharted's the metal gear solid 4 era that's the only game you can't get your hands on and that's not enough to ship people yeah exactly so you need to get that whole catalog the ps2 has one of the best gaming catalogs of all time you have that entire thing available. I mean, that's that's a hell of a selling point. Do you think? Because there's a there's a thing that I'm afraid of, right? And I'm gonna I'm gonna first of all, I own a PS5, I own a PS4. I do fucking love PlayStation, so this is coming from a place of love. You seem to not be making home hit decisions this generation, from the announcement to the design of the console to the availability of the console mm. to the lack of 
is it actually an exclusive or not? We've had this discussion quite a lot on the pod over, is it actually worth buying a PS5 right now? No, for the games. Because with the exception of Demon's Soul Remake, and I can't think of any other exclusives that you cannot get an experience on the PS5. You can actually get it on your PS4 still, with the exception of great frame rates and resolutions and all that good stuff. As in regards to this general gaming experiences, by and large, it's not necessarily done. I can totally see in a world where they're not making slam dunk decisions or killer moves. They're not making stupid moves, but they're not making killer moves. I could see them in about two weeks time going project Spartacus. We are taking PlayStation now and PlayStation plus and putting them together. And that's it. And PlayStation now on its own is not good enough. You've already tried it. It has not got there. The whole streaming thing doesn't work. We've also debated long about how much we hate streaming services for games. We need it to be downloaded and all that sort of stuff. I totally, so, totally agree with you on that. So yeah, I, I'm afraid they might just do that. They might just turn around and say, oh, well, the 20 people on PlayStation now right now, you'll be migrated over and and that's it. Jobs are good. And and if they think that's going to do anything, then they are in trouble. If they end up doing one of these 20-minute PlayStation announcements that are absolutely pointless, I'm going to be so disheartened. And, you know, on the horizon, there might be a shiny green Xbox box. Yeah, who knows? And they probably have Horizon on it by that point as well. <laughs> I think that's that's the thing for me though. They the the PlayStation exclusives at the moment are still enough to keep me there because the the Halo the Halos of this oh, yeah, world this and isn't the cards doom and gloom. But yeah. it's like a, it's like Sebastian's point. It's just disappointing. It is. Like you, you were is. on top. You were the big dog. And now you need an operation safe, big dog. But I'm not going to go down that satire. (laughs) Yeah, but when Diablo 4 comes out and the Elder Scrolls next one of those comes out and the next Fallout game comes out and the next Doom comes out and the next Next Call of Duty comes out, which is in like, which that's when, you know, it all starts becoming a little bit real and you kind of go, ah, I wish I could play those games. Yeah, like oh, I look, don't remember, your first party exclusives are amazing, but there's everything else, and I don't mm, no long, yeah. I no longer get everything else. So there's there's it's, it's, it'll be so I'd be very curious because the thing is, I, I judge my barometer of video game success is judged upon who's playing, wh- which console has the most COD players, and which console has the most FIFA players. That's kind of where I'm at with it. If I'm honest, <laughs> PlayStation owns the FIFA market. That's the truth. Um, Call of Duty over the last, what, 10 years, they flip-flop, right? One year they give Xbox exclusivity on stuff. The next year it's PlayStation they give it. And they can kind of make all the shady back alley deals they want to benefit themselves, essentially. Now they have a master and that is Xbox. And it's like, that's going to be interesting to see kind of how uh, kind of stiffed PlayStation gets over that. Tell you what, though, Mikey. The next Smash Brothers DLC because they'll bring it back now. That next fight impact's got to be off the chain, bruv. They're going to have Doom Guy, <laughs> Crash, Spyro. <laughs> Which actually, let's, do we think Nintendo has anything to say in this conversation? Uh, not really. Do I need to? I'm not sure they even knew it happened. They're like, <laughs> we're still getting hate tweets, them, but like... not talking about Breath of the Wild two enough. Yeah, they're, they're already in bed really with microsoft they've got a decent relationship they'd like you said banjo kazooie is coming across they're not fussy with letting them have access to things rare replay is on the switch so you know they've got this relationship what, what? is it i thought the rare replay was out on the switch or am i going mad now 
I've gone mad. That's what was I, that must was have been a lovely switch. That was friend. a lovely dream I had. Oh, it was a lovely dream. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing it. Oh, perfect dark. Anyway, but they they already have a decent enough relationship. I think if Switch and Nintendo are slicing enough, Microsoft will let them have them. You know, I actually think that maybe there's one day that Game Pass becomes streamable on the Switch. Um, I, I can see that world happening one day. Um, but I meant in terms of, yes, there is that Nintendo service which allows you access to some of the back catalogue, and that back catalogue's getting bigger and bigger, as Mikey mentioned of the news of Banjo making his way over to that that service. Um, am I right in thinking, though, that GoldenEye can never be on it? I like, don't know. Yeah, there was this. I said you, there's this. I think it's something to do with. I mean, the, Rare own it or Rare made it, so they're Microsoft. There's there's some there's a whole. I'll find a link and send it to you. Thing is, any, anything like it, any, anything like that where you've got like licenses, right? It's why yeah, like it's some the, of the, the old, licenses, like marvelous Capcoms and, the, yeah. and hmm. all things like that where you've got like. I mean, look at the look at the fact you know when. Um, Aladdin and Lion King came out on randomly like remastered yeah. ver- or the basic emulated versions of the games that came out years ago on the Mega Drive and it was like 20 quid because it was such a hullabaloo to figure it out do you know what I mean like in terms of right, who owned that when it came out how do we get that like what's going on and anything like that is just a bloody nightmare well, it's like, why- it'll be like the whole Zorro thing right so in 2018 the legend of Zorro became public domain because it's been like 50 years since the the originator died and now we are being absent so in the next two years we are going to be flooded with zorro stuff there's about 50 different tv shows five different movies a modern adaptation we're going to get to that with those sort of content eventually when those licenses eventually expire and stuff but like you oh, say well, they, it's expensive. something i mean like disney right so like obviously things like mickey mouse that technically is public domain now and they have a team of very high yeah. priced lawyers on the case uh, pretty much at all times to ensure that it is in fact not anyone's use. It like is the their Simpsons, use Mr. Only. Burns lawyers running in, just going, "We're going to yeah. shut down this school production of Mickey Mouse does does Scrooge and does Coke <laughs> does Coke." <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, but it's, it's like, um, like for example, if you want to go and play, like obviously, I'm, I'm excited for Nintendo Switch Online. I got it today, literally today. And I'm like, yo, what's what? And I was thinking what else could be on there. And I'm like, well, actually, the games that I loved on the, the Nintendo 64 were Banjo-Kazooie and WWF No Mercy. That ain't coming out because of licensing. And you mentioned earlier, Alex, around you know the PS2 back catalogue, where it's like, I ain't getting Pro Evo free, am I? Oh, well, yeah. Disappointing. We did, you know what I mean? But, and it's yeah. like, it's those licensed kind of games and like, or X-Men versus Street Fighter, man. Hook that to my veins. I need to play that again. I can't. It ain't existing anymore because the licensing doesn't exist. And that's the, that's the struggle I have. And like, I was looking at the, like the, um, the, 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 the Mega Drive on Nintendo Switch Online, the Mega Drive stuff, right? Or the Sega Genesis. And it's like, I'll never be able to play the X-Men game. Mm. ain't gonna happen mm. and it's like that's, that is disappointing bruv that is very disappointing so things like that a little bit tricky a little bit tricky i'd be i'd be curious to see kind of the future of those things and if we but if we can get golden eye then then dope everyone will remember how crap it is i can i can imagine moles being a golden eye man I uh, golden eye. no i didn't have an n64 played it played it a lot from friends and through various means, but no, I never actually... Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a surprisingly lack of ports of that game. I think I would say right there, on the licensing front. Um, all right, so it's fair to say that Sony have got some work cut out for them, and like you say, we've got... A st- is there a state of play announced anytime soon? Not that I know of. 
Wow. Um, and they're being very silent, all silent on the Western Front at the moment. Now, we're supposed to be entering the month of doom for PlayStation <laughs> with how many things are meant to be released at that point. Are they hoping that does all the talking for them? I don't know. Um, but do we think the Sparker stuff, is that this quarter? I remember we were talking about last week, was it supposed to be spring or is it, we, we might not hear anything for another six months or so. I've not yeah, heard nothing. It, it won't be for a couple of months. Minute. I thought we were going to hear something in March, April time. Well, I'm hoping they expedite it, whatever it is. Um, anyway, I think we'll talk that one to satisfaction. Mikey, you can have the floor to talk about Banjo because I know how much this means to you. When I asked you, in fact, you know, you know when you fill out like a form, like, you know, for tax returns or something, Mikey literally crosses out the religion bit and writes Banjo-Kazooie <laughs> off of that. So here you go. You have the floor uninterrupted. Tell us your joy and how happy this is here. It's the greatest game of all time, okay? People can take their Nintendo, their, their Super Mario 64s. Oh, but look at all the acrobatics you can do. Yeah, but it doesn't have the weight of Banjo-Kazooie, right? The feel. When they remade, when, when the team behind it, Rare, who had obviously left and created a new studio many moons ago, and they made um, Ukulele, I was very excited. Have you ever tried playing ukulele? Yeah, a control was like a dreams game. It's very floaty. There's no weight. There's no impact to anything. And it's very like, ah, I ain't feeling tactile, tactile connection to the, to, the, to the characters, to gravity, to, to, to do anything really. Banjo-Kazooie has a wonderful sense of gravity. When you're climbing the big tree in Click Clock Wood at the end of the game and you fall, you die <laughs> because because it's a long way down and the splat of the floor is like, I'm dead. Yeah, I'm dead. It's a creative masterpiece. The worlds are big, but not too big. So you can still find your way around them and get everything to do. They're packed full of stuff. And realistically, the writing is like, the writing is masterful. Everything's done in a very whimsical style. Some of the jokes are genuinely very funny, even to this day, even though I've read them a thousand times. The sound effects are great. The level design is on point. Almost the star of the show is the music. Ah, the wood. The let's come down to the woods today. Take. I think. I think it is the star of the show. Really, that, there's a. If you if you ever have the chance, go onto YouTube and type in Banjo Kazooie. I believe it's called Deep Cut because uh, Grant Kirkhope, who is the composer of the um, of the, the the soundtrack, basically done it all. Um, he's a genius. We know this. He is an bona fide genius when it comes to music. He, he is the one. Um, when you listen to the, because I've listened to the soundtrack of Banjo Kazooie thousands of times, it's the most infectious earworm music ever created. Okay, I love the level, just, I love the sounds, I love the music. When you look at the deep cut and you realise that there is, there are genuine pieces of uh, song, full songs written for rooms in the game that you will visit once for eight seconds, and they have full-on theme music it's just for that one room Good that you only visit once for about eight seconds and every single level in the game depending on where you are in it will have a slightly different version of the theme song uh, and they all change if you go underwater where they all every single song uses the xylophone version because you're underwater the amount of music they fit onto that bloody n64 cartridge to make every single part of every single level feel unique and special just because of the music change is unbelievable it's unbelievable um the sense of progression the the wonderment 
as I go through the game. The you actually have a TED Talks worth of content about Banjo Kazooie, don't you, my friend? Oh, he the has. only thing that the only thing that lets the game down, and whilst I whilst I think on one hand it's it's genius because I do believe that it's a genius game, um, it's also a bastard because I don't know if you who here who here has played Banjo Kazooie. Back yep, in the day, yeah, but don't remember Excellent. too much. Right. Excellent. I'm not talking to total idiots then. Brilliant. Because you are an idiot if you haven't played it. You see, that's the key. Um, the last the last level on the game is called Grunty's Furnace Fun. And that game is a that, that level is a dick because basically it's a giant board game where you have to answer questions about the game you've been playing for the last 10 hours. Right. And you it, it, it basically is a test of how much you've been paying attention. So it, it might show it might play you a sound effect. And then you've got to guess what, what that's from. Or it might play, it might show you a picture of a level from a very obscure angle close up. And it's like, where is this from? And you're like, I, I don't know. Or it might show you a, a secret or a, a, something about Gruntilda the Witch, which her sister has been telling you the, the, the solutions for throughout the game when you find her, right? And it's a nightmare because if you get one wrong, there's a chance you could just get pushed back all the way to the start again or just die instantly and lose everything. And it's like, great and then the final boss is a bit janky really it's a little bit janky and uh yeah i ain't, I ain't a fan of that final boss too much but the rest of the game the man click lockwood wow what a level the same yeah. level four times for four different seasons come on mate come on yeah <laughs> jesus christ well we look <laughs> forward to hearing about super mario 64 man. super mario 64 can can do one mate i've been playing that today and it's crap <laughs> absolute crap and i'm gonna be playing banjo kazooie tomorrow and i'm gonna be going this isn't crap this is golden yeah golden see i want ah. to see the evolution of this game eventually right because without mario 64 you don't get mario odyssey you know star uh, galaxy and all the ones in between right they've had that luxury of sequels and innovations and continued innovation for whatever reason, they sleep on that IP, and maybe one oh, day, yeah. maybe similar to what happened with um, when the remake of Resident hey. Evil came out, that caused them to do the remake of Resident Evil Two. Mike, do you think do you, there'll be any work? Do you want to that? tell him, Mike? Do you want to do you want to tell him what they did? What they did to Banjo? Oh, what they do? I, I'm on a rock on this. Go on, did they go, on go on, Mike. Go on. I'm gonna go on. Go on. Just, just do it, man. Just do it. I can't they, talk about it. They made nuts and bolts. Is what they did, and they made it like a car racing game where you build a car and drive and it was terrible yeah but just do what crush bandicoot did just basically say not canon we're starting <laughs> well, the, 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 the biggest issue is right the biggest issue is that nuts and bolts there were i played through that game with a gritted smile on my face it it is good i i, I promise it's good Hi. um look, there are like, five, <laughs> like it's not. they're about there it's not <laughs> about, there's about five moments of actual platforming in the entire game and it's like look you see it's banjo. It's banjo three. <laughs> they do it right at the needed. start, don't they? Um, and they tease you, and they're just yeah. like, nobody wants that. So, oh, you. <sighs> Here's a car building game. Excellent. Um, oh man. Look, if it wasn't for the fact that it's basically ballsing up in a franchise I love, that the game probably isn't that bad, and the music ball accounts is pretty good. However, um, the issue they have is is that the team that built that game isn't there anymore. Um, I think. And also, who the f*** wants to play those games anymore? Like, kids don't want to play those games. Literally, they will, they, they would release Banjo 3. I would buy it. I would declare it the greatest game of all time, and that would be the only review on Metacritic. Yeah, but you might yeah. be able to get your name on the like, box then. 
<laughs> yeah but like this is it like when 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 um ukulele came out massive kickstarter for it all of the old school fans went yes here we go they released it it wasn't very good and um it got me free all over and no again one, and no one bought it do you know what i mean no one bought it because it was shit well, not shit that's, that's, that's a bad word but i remember downloading that game midnight on the on the day it came out I turned it on. I was so excited. I can't stress to you. And I was even excited, even though I'd read a lot of previews, which said this game isn't actually very good at all. And I was still like, no, no, I will find it good because it's the team that made Banjo-Kazooie. And yeah, man, it wasn't, it wasn't great. After about an hour, I was like, I'm not just going to turn this off now and go to bed because that's <laughs> probably be more exciting. And that's, that's not what you want when you're playing a video game, is it? So yeah. Fair enough. Get the lasagna ready. In regards to... That was a deep cut there, Mikey. In regards to um, something you said there earlier, and I wanted to bring it in, where we have a quick discussion, quick sidebar before we go into the, the Reddit stuff, of you mentioned the sound of when you died and it really did hit home. And that, that prompts me to think about what blood-curdling death, uh, death screens that stay with you forever. And the one for me... It's the most blood-curdling one ever, which is the original Tomb Raider. By the way, uh, we feel, I feel like we should have like a... a do you remember like those old cartoons where Stan Lee would pop up in the corner and go, Hey, kids, if you go back and read this, you can find that. <laughs> hey, foxy people, if you go back and listen to episode two, we interviewed the original voice of Lara Croft. Anyway, keep listening. Um, that sound of Shelley Blonde when she dives and that... And crashes and that thud and the broken neck sound in the original Tomb Raider still haunts me to this day. What death sounds or death screens stay with you? I see all your faces and the, the, the eye thing when you're all thinking. Mikey, it looks like you've got one already. So uh, where are you going? There's, on, there's only one. And it's not because it was terrifying or that, but just snake. Snake. <laughs> I, love, I love the variations of that. Obviously, it's Grey Fox Plays. Exactly. We have to talk about I love it when there'll be like a bit of like a no, no snake. I didn't mean a snake. No snake. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going to get the sound. It's the goat, man. It's the goat. You it know is the goat. It is the goat. John Moles. Bring producer Moles in. Man of the Moles. The man in the chair. Have you got a fact? Is there a death scene screen thing? I don't really call it when you die. That that segment of dying or when you're about to. What, what stage of no, you? I think the saddest one for me was Mass Effect 3 when the Doctor Alien, what was his name? Mikey, you've been playing it recently. The alien guy, the Doctor. Bloody name. Guy. Yeah, him. When he dies, he, gets, he dies in Mass Effect 3. That's very sad. Because uh, I, <laughs> I played with him in my squad for quite some time. All the way Mass Effect 2 as well. So, yeah. I haven't actually talked about the fact I've been playing Mass Effect yeah, 2 as well, have I? Mass Effect 2. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I was trying to convince Bowles to get EA Play so he could play Anthem with me. And it hasn't worked. <laughs> no. You're still on that one, huh? I think they might have shut down the servers, mate. You're on your own. Um, <laughs> I'll host so, yeah, that, locally. That's... Join me. Yeah, that's the start of this one for me. Fair enough. Let's ask the trophy hunter. What's the What, what, what pops to mind? The first, the first thing that pops to mind to me isn't a death sound, but it's the noise that leads up to a death. It's Sonic when you're drowning. Oh that, my god, that's Good lord, is that the most terrifying music in the world? Sweat. Yeah. It's just called the song Sweat. Oh, I hate it. Wow. So much. Horrible. 
Dude, the other one for me would be that one of the things that's annoyingly abrupt is in The Last of Us when one of those insta kill dudes oh, get clickers. You and like, yeah, and yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, like I didn't enjoy any of that. By the by, the way, like that was not a fun no, experience. All like that. all of a sudden, it's oh, I'm dead. Mm. Yeah, me and Moles were getting our high horses here and push our glasses up our nose and going, "Well, Resident Evil was the guys that really perfected that." You know, back in oh my god, remember in Resident Evil Two when like you would be mauled and they would literally spend about fifteen seconds of these. Granted quite janky looking low fidelity blocks of zombies going yeah i'm dead it's not blood splat yeah yeah so come on come on come on i'm dead i'm dead i'm dead so anyway yeah love it um people listening tweet us or, or talk to us on reddit about that maybe that's another reddit thread for another time oh i love a segment. Oh, wait 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 wait, oh. wait 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 there is one more in the same vein as mr hemmings and it's those f-ing frogs in dark souls the ones that curse you. oh god no mm. Those the big, most boggly eyed like, bastards. Yeah. That like that and the sonic underwater drowning sound is the most mm. terrified I've ever been in that, video games. Just because horrible sound. Yeah. Just in Dark Souls. Horrible, and then horrible. watching your health bar. As like, where's where's my health going? Oh no, where's it gone? It's not coming back. Oh no. And then you, <laughs> and, and then you wake up please. cursed. Like you wake up cursed and it's like, great, I've got to go and trade a load of stuff with that bloody crow. I'll tell you, okay, I'm going to throw in another one. So, you know, something an enemy that just gives me a sense of dread is the great Marlboros in the Final Fantasy games, and they do that bad breath move. It's oh like, my God. Now, I have, now I have every status like yeah. I'm poisoned, I'm petrified, I'm all this, all this I... shit. Oh, and in some of the some of the games you can't even control your characters and now oh, I'm just well, watching get, like, the screen yeah. and I'm watching my characters play themselves and they're attacking each other and it's might just and then, then you're thinking, the is it worth the investment of time no. to try and reset. cure myself and heal myself and take down this f***er or do I just cut my losses and go you know what art the deal I'm done I don't know uh, but anyway that feels like a really good um, Reddit question for another time in fact I'll probably post that for next week but speaking of Reddit last week we posted the question up and we got lots of engagement from people thank you very much for that thought why the hell not do it again uh, post up another question on the thread um, basically the topic of this one is uh, video game mini games that deserve their own game so you know when you're playing a video game you do a little mini game you go oh i'm actually having more fun on this than the actual game itself though disrespect or throwing shade you don't have to knock something down to raise something up um, but I thought I'd post a question and ask some people's thoughts off of this. So the question I put was, what minigame experience in a video game that's so good you'll gladly take a full dedicated game of? I'll go first. I went with Triple Triad for Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, if you remember that back in the day, one of the best Final Fantasies of all time, Final Fantasy VIII, is horrifically underrated. Or maybe, I don't know, to yeah. Mike's point, Flint, if you're calling it underrated, it's probably not underrated. You're probably a part of the billions of people that do rate that game and for whatever reason think it's underrated. Anyway, that's another conversation for another time. I love that game so much, but one of the reasons, one of the reasons why I always log 100 plus hours on that game is not necessarily because of the storyline. It's because of Triple Triad. I'm going from province to province. I'm, I'm playing that. If they just made a game of just that and you could play online like Hemming, I could collect my little, almost ripping off Pokemon, but collect my cards and yeah. you, we can, we can you know, win a keeps all sort of thing. Friendships would be lost over it, I'm sure, but it feels like, ah, oh, man, I love what? that. Do you know what? I have some news for you. I actually kickstarted a game that was exactly that. It was called Eminescence, Xander's Tale, and it was Triple Triad, the game, as a standalone game. And it didn't go anywhere. It came out, and it I don't know what happened to it. I 
it just never happened. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I thought this was going to be the best thing ever. And I don't know if the company went bust or something. We need to get the internet just... to help us to find everyone who didn't buy it and beat them up. <laughs> Why did <laughs> like you not that, that, like that game? Like that um, Silent Bob movie at the end <laughs> when they just go beat everyone up who slagged them off. Like, oh, man. First of all, we did talk about that Kickstarter another time. But, sure. but oh, days. Right. Chaps, while you're, you're thinking, you get the creative juices going, I'll go through the thread. Um, uh, not as much, not many people post on this one, so I'll be able to go through them quickly enough. Uh, Call of Duty Zombies, uh, obviously. Uh, Molsey, you actually brought this up in our WhatsApp group as well. Blitzball uh, probably doubled their FFX time. Actually, I'll go through the name, sorry. Please don't touch my, it was uh, Call of Zombies. Call of Zombies, huh? Uh, Squiddy Tubergan was talking about Blitzball. Moles, I know you're a Blitzball man. Awesome. I mean, it, it was a bit slow. The matches were a bit slow, but if you actually made that into a standalone game, you could obviously make it just better. Yeah, Brilliant you, game. I don't even remember this. They done an. I don't. Maybe I don't know. If it was in the original game, but I've been playing the port on Switch where you get F. Uh, you get Fun Fantasy Ten Two, which I've not got to yet. I'm still playing F Ten. Still trying to kill those goddamn Dark Aeons. Um, but on the Blitzball section you can automate the game as in you don't have to play it. Mm. So it's like football manager mm. or ultimate soccer manager. If you're really OG where you could basically just skip games and progress through. And I was just like, they could make a football manager equivalent of Blitzball here if they wanted to. I totally agree. They could do some pretty cool stuff with Blitzball. I can't remember. Could you do that in the original? You could do like tactics and have certain amount of automation. You could watch the game play out. Basically <laughs> just set it up. I don't think you could um, completely automate it, though. I think well, when you when you got to take a shot, you had to still press the button to take a shot. I think. I think. Oh, oh, it's been a long time. Hemming. It's been a long time. Hell, are you people talking about? Mm. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Greatest mini game, second to Triple Triad of all time. Mikey, let's bring you in, then, brother. What's uh, what mini games do you you hold dear in your heart that you'll gladly take a full fat game of? Gwent. What is this? Gwent from Witcher. They obviously oh, they, they okay, released yeah, a uh, they did release uh, they they released uh, uh, the Witcher Tales or whatever it's called. Like they they released like a game about Gwent, but they changed the rules and then they released an actual like a living card game of Gwent and they changed the rules and it's not the same Gwent that appears in The Witcher Three. And as such, when I've played the, both of the other ones, I'm like, ah, it's not the same. Don't like it as much. And uh, yeah. I loved Gwent. Uh, it's, it was a joy to play that game. And I genuinely spent hours getting all of the cards from everyone across all of the DLC because I love Gwent and I wanted to have all of the spies I possibly could and crush my enemies. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Hemming, you, you've got lots of nostalgic smiles going on here, my friend. <laughs> well, it's because my, my, my main answer was Gwent for the same reason that Mikey's just said that it needs to just be a version of that as a standalone game. Uh, the only other thing that I could think of, uh, which sadly I then realized afterwards, it has been done, but not as well as it could have been, is in Dragon Quest VIII, so I'm going back a little bit here, they had a mini game where you could capture monsters, kind of like Pokemon, and then make them fight 3v3 in an arena, and you could train them up and do that. Give me something like that, almost like a Pokemon, but Dragon Quest style. Nice. And and then I realized Dragon Quest Joker exists, which is kind of that. <laughs> but not as good. You know what I love? I love it when 
retros or remakes of games take the original game and splice it in there somehow so i think of streets of rage 4 you have the option to play a bit of the original streets of rage on the arcade machine i'd love them to go even that one step further where basically you got the entire streets of rage back catalog and you, the only way you could access this is by going to that police station level where you have to go fight those horrible people to get the taser to then go do the thing <laughs> <laughs> didn't they do something similar in wolfenstein i swear they, they put the, yes, uh, they old put the original, wolfenstein games. original wolfenstein in as well yeah you're right that was great on on uncharted uh the latest uncharted game you could play like the, a level of banjo of uh, crash bandicoot as well and the the difference from going to old school crazy terrible graphics to then watching nathan drake on his sofa it's like <laughs> what that was one of the biggest like holy f- moments i've had in video games ever because you get used to the the Crash Bandicoot graphics, and then bam, it's now Uncharted graphics, and you're like, oh my god, this looks like real life. Holy moly, it's it's a mad kind of, it's a mad kind of uh, scene. I'd, I haven't done it myself because I haven't played the original Halo in a long time. But on the Master Chief Collection, I only remember this from promos. I haven't actually seen it myself, so if anyone validates this, please do. That's. Um, they've done a mode where if you're playing the remastered halo so they've zooped up the graphics they've essentially it's the same game but they've just remastered it um you can flip between that and the original halo so like in terms of like the the fidelity of the original xbox offered that and i always wonder what that experience would be flicking between the two like that but they do that on diablo 2 right so the 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 remake of diablo 2 came out um recently ish um great by the way i i did buy it because it's awesome because diablo 2 is life and um yeah man on the fly you can literally just click it's a weird control but scheme to fair you have to like click both but both sticks in l1 like hold your hand behind your head hop on one foot you gotta do all kinds of shit and all of a sudden it goes and then it's like wow this is now old school you know windows 95 gra- graphics holy moly and you press it again it goes and you're back to, you're back to the new souped up edition it's really cool very very cool in fact and like on dragon quest 11 right you can actually play the game oh like mate, i played in the entire 2D. game in 2d <laughs> no my second playthrough of it because I, I played the original when it came out and then i bought the the <laughs> yeah. s version recently yeah yeah that's and the one i've got the s yeah, switch right i did the entire thing in 2d and i what was better oh the 3d one's better <laughs> but the 2d one is quicker because they have to shrink everything that's down. it man yeah. speak about those trophies per hour bruv oh absolutely it's, it's all about dude, i was dude i was telling you boys last week right well the last show i hate cutscenes. i despise them and if if 2d genuinely allows me to keep skipping through quite does, quickly and glance at the text as you're reading it like i can get a brief approximation no, i just want to stand i want to stand lee to pop up in the corner and just tell me what i've missed and then go excelsior and then jump away again <laughs> that is one thing that dragon quest does so well i hadn't played dragon quest 11 for several months because i'd kind of got to a point i was like I don't know, 40 hours in i dropped it for whatever reason it's like, oh man, let's, let's get back on the old questing. Downloaded it again, crack, uh, cracked it on, loaded it up, loaded the old game. Mate, they spent like half an hour to go, to basically saying to you, this is where you were, by the way. This is what you did last. This is where you are in the story. This is what you're looking to do next. And it's like, I remember all of this. This is now not it, mate. It was the greatest feature I've ever seen in a video game in my life. It's awesome. Why is that? That needs to be in every video game ever going forward again. Like, I couldn't believe how convenient this was. 
Love it, love it, love it. Well, just to quickly go back to the Fred. Why are you not reacting to this, everyone? I loved it. You must have had the experience of turning on a game that you haven't played for ages. Dude, Flint, you spoke about it last week, right? When you talked about, um, uh, blah, 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 what was the game you played? Uh, Fallen Order. Yes. You turned it on. You didn't have a fucking clue how to play it. Oh. And you're stuck in the horde mode and you're like, ah, oh, this is shit. Imagine if you, when you turned on, it was like you loaded up the game and it goes, by the way, huh, this is how you play that game. And this is where you were. That would be nice. Be like, that would be nice. Back Take in. note, back in, back in. Take note, EA. Uh, just, just, uh, uh, just so we can I'm exhausted. Give, give the respect out to Humphrey Lee, who also posted in the in the thread talking about. I've, I'm not. I don't play the Yakuza games. I know it's on my list of games to play through at some point. They put Club Sunshine. That doesn't really mean too much for me. If anyone is a Yakuza guy, yeah. can you please tell me what Club Sunshine is? So Club Sunshine is the hostess club. Oh, it's got a tentacle uh, port, isn't it? No, 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 no. It's basically you have to hire your girl. You dress her up to make her look nice. You give her perfume, and then you make her talk to men for money. I'm glad it's not sleazy. Oh no no no! They just talk. They just talk. It's a giant mini game of Doom, it's, right? It's huge. I did, it lasts I for hours this. and hours. I mentioned it, and it unlocks like thirty hours into the game. It's oh, the Yakuza um, games are just known for that. They will unlock. Yeah. I, mean, I miles about Sorry, sorry. I'm dad brained. I'm dad brained. <laughs> put it down. Put it down to that. Uh, too much club sunshine and <laughs> not enough. <laughs> not not enough daylight. Um, right. Well, yeah, guys, we are caning through our runtime so i just want to take a moment to thank the good folks on reddit we'll be posting up another one for conversation next week and i think the whole death death sounds is going to be interesting on here what what people are talking about and thinking about um with that on that um chaps before we end the session mikey molesy producer moles is there anything else you wanted to bring to the session we're good, man. We're, We're good. good. Slap good pod. It and call it a pod. So I want to take a moment to thank our guest, our man in a revolving fourth chair, Mr. Alex Hemming. Uh, thank you so much, man. We really, really appreciate it. Do you want to share your gamer tag with the world in case they want to add you? <laughs> if they really want to, they can go ahead. It's uh, Hemming87, H-E-M-M-I-N-G, 87. Go ahead. Do your worst. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Mr. Michael Carden Edwards, a.k.a. Michaelness. Thank you so much, bruv. Banjo-Kazooie? <laughs> yes, please. And of course, Dude, if you want, I can, I'll do another feature one day on uh, how much I was disappointed by Banjo Tui, if you like. Yes, and I'll play sad music in the background <laughs> and it'll be like a proper pod, podimentary. I want to hear the incarnation of the game, how all yeah. their speculation was, the reveal, if there was any teasers, the community feedback and finish with a sense of hope about where it could go. Uh, but with that, a sense of hope, I want to bring in our only hope, John Moles. Thank you so much, Producer Moles. Well done, boys. Thank you very much. There we go. Right, well, till next time, folks, if you have a vaccine appointment, please make sure you turn up. Be kind to each other and everything in between. I think we can say Happy New Year. Is it still that, are we still allowed to say that? Where's where it socially acceptable to stop saying Happy New Year? January the 2nd. I retract my statement, <laughs> and I hope you all have an adequate week. <laughs> that's lovely that's a lovely note to go on from <laughs> till next time thanks guys <laughs>